When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Hello, Tom Allen here, and welcome to the Best of the Breakfast Show podcast from Virgin Radio. Coming up, the hilarious duo Josh Widdicombe and Nish Kumar pop in to give us the scoop on their new Skymax show, Hold the Front Page. Fabulous Fern Britton tells us all about her new series, No Place Like Home. And acting superstar Ralph Little chats the latest season of Death in Paradise. All of that and so much more to come, so it's over to, well, me, to kick things off and tell us who's up first. Our next guests are comedy superstars, but now they're swapping jokes for journalism at newsrooms across the country in their new show, Hold the Front Page, on Skymax, and now at 9pm tonight. Here to prove that local journalism is never dull and often quite bizarre, please welcome Josh Widdicombe and Nish Kumar. All right. All right. All right. Hello. What's this? All right. Don't you come in here with your all rights, Josh? Oh, sorry. Hello. Would you say all right if Chris all Evans right. was here, you Josh? Would, exactly. No, I'd be, uh, I'd be sweating with nerves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, you put, you show some of that respect to me, please. Just because I sometimes be get the faders wrong. You'd be in terror. Yeah, yeah, you better. All right, all right. What is this? Um, now, uh, welcome Greetings, to the show. Greetings, Tom. Good morning to both of you. Well done. Nish, did you, we were worried. Were you stuck in traffic or something? I was stuck in traffic, which mm. feels racist what, to me. Why? Well, the traffic didn't talk. Target Josh. So oh, I I've, see. I've come to a conclusion. Yeah, Racism. No, no. Well, I don't know. Straight through. <laughs> yeah, you were, weren't you, Josh? Yeah. yeah. But you live in trendy East London, don't you? I do live in trendy East London. Mm, well, yeah. yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's the thing. You get lovely time there. Um, <laughs> now, you've got a new show you want to tell us about, don't you? Hold the front page. I've watched it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you this hostile to all your yes, guests? Yes, that's what I'm going to be like now. I want to be actually a, a shock jock. I want to be one of I'm looking... on Howard Stern, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. What's it about then? Um, Give us no. the pitch. What's it? You, you, yeah, you wanted to make it, so come on. Why should we watch it? <laughs> they won't, um, Lorraine won't be like this when you go on Lorraine. No, 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 no they're not letting us on Lorraine, are they? They're not letting you I, on it, Nish. I go on. Lorraine. I, I, I go on Lorraine. <laughs> and what will happen is they'll they'll talk to you about your show for about three minutes, and then they'll. Flash up a photo of you and your wife taken somewhere That's and ask what... you about your relationship. It's oh, lovely. I remember it's lovely. that. I remember that happened. Now it's stop, great. stop um, plugging Lorraine's joke. Lovely as it is. <laughs> You're Guys, here. Uh, you've please been, you've watch been, Lorraine. You've fantastic been, broadcaster. You've been transported in at great expense <laughs> yeah. from the PR company at the television show. Yeah. And they have asked you to come in and talk about Hold the Front Page, which I've actually watched the first episode of and I really, really loved it. It's hilarious. You've seen it, haven't you, Rachel? I very much enjoyed your dressing up. Oh, thank oh. you very much. And, and, and you very much enjoyed the dressing up. Do you think? <laughs> yeah, he did, Nish. I loved it. So Absolutely. if you don't know what, what it is... So, basically... Yes. Um, 
me and Nish, uh, so uh, before as a comedian, I was a very low-level journalist. Mm. And so me and Nish are going back into, or into for the first time, local six local papers, one a week, yes. uh, to see whether we can get the front page as journalists. And it was much more difficult than we thought it was going to be. Journalism's yeah. hard. Yeah. yeah. Does, Kudos well, to Rachel. Yeah. yeah. Very much. See? Only person in here with a real job, as far as I'm concerned. Basically, yeah, that is completely true. <laughs> yeah, completely true. But it's I'm furious about it, because I think it's such a great idea, because I think there's something so brilliant and enchanting about local news. When you go to a, you know, the, the Mercury in, in yeah. East Anglia, or you go to the, the uh, it's the Blackpool Gazette you go yeah, to yeah, first, yeah. isn't yeah. it? But, yeah. um, but um, I mean, I, I'm referencing the Mercury, because that's one of my favourites. Um, but um, I just love the, the sort of ephemeral stuff, the kind of petty anger, the rage, the very serious photographs that you get of people like, I've got a turnip and it looks like my ex-husband. And like someone's <laughs> angry about it and that sort of very angry face. This is the thing, it's kind of like you get to kind of explore the kind of minutiae of Britain through it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah it's an interesting fantastic. way to see the country. Yeah, I mean, I kind of t- exactly the kind of people I imagine Tom Allen is obsessed with. <laughs> well, I love it. I, yeah, absolutely. I love that that sort of that incidental life, yeah, you know, that exactly. exists between the but between the highfalutin city people and the and and the and the kind of you know the quiet places. It's that it's the sort of uh, yeah the incidental life. That's where every, all, all all existence is. It, is yeah, it, is. it was it was such an interesting. We met a lot of really interesting people who have mm. some very specific interests, yeah. and I think that I that, that was part of the charm of it. But but also, the journalists work at... Like, the local papers, they work really hard. Yeah. And they're really smart, We didn't, didn't realise that. We, I don't we think we realised that. I think <laughs> we thought if we take a picture of a funny-looking vegetable, yeah. we're quids in. Yeah. But they're not. They're, re- they're really engaged. They're and really, they were quite demanding. Like you, so you turn up, yeah. basically, at the newspaper's office, yeah. which is bigger than you'd imagine, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Printed they're, they're media really is still thriving. Still thriving. Uh, <laughs> absolutely thriving. You turn up... And um, and then you speak to the editor, and the ed- well, on this particular one, on the first one, the Blackpool yeah. Gazette editor says, "Right, you're going to go out and find some stories. You guys think you can just get a front page immediately?" And they're yeah. like, "Everybody yeah. wants the front page. Don't think you're just going to walk in here and get it. You're still quite arrogant and think you can yeah, get it." I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, if you want to throw that word around, you throw that word around. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Ambitious. I'll, I'll catch that word and <laughs> second it. <laughs> it's arrogant is a perfect term for what we were when we strode and, into those newsrooms. And then you kind of try and find a story. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then struggle quite a lot. Also, the thing that seems to have been observed by several of our friends and wives and partners mm. is that we wear suits the whole time. Yes. And a lot of people have used the phrase stupid little suits <laughs> to describe but it's what's clear to me is no one discussed there wasn't a production meeting where they said you have to turn up in your suit. No. We just we you dress wear suits for this, right? We dress yeah. like how we think people who have jobs dress. There, I mean there is something of the, the fishes out of water. And now a journalist is wearing massive green boots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's because... what was missing. That's why you didn't get the front page. <laughs> Don't give it away, Rachel. <laughs> You've got to go out. You've got to go out walking, walking around, finding stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah not it was like terrified. But first day, we thought we'd found a story because we were on the uh, the beachfront. Yeah, and we, we met Bill be... Beaumont from Question of Sport. That was good, wasn't it? Yeah, and we were like, this is incredible. And then they were like, yeah, Bill Beaumont's always around. And yeah, like, he lives. He lives around the corner. He's in the paper literally every week. Yeah, yeah. It's not as easy as it seemed. I mean, no. but then Boris Johnson turns up in town. You think that would be a shoe in? No. Yeah. yeah what? what that... ha- well, I mean, Nish and him have got history, it turns yeah, out. Turns we don't have personal history. We've never met. Turns out they weren't so inclined to invite you to the press conference. <laughs> so my favourite moment was just you shouting at a car from a bush. Not Which even I think anyone. is a story in itself. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> comedian Nish Kumar seen shouting from a bush at a speeding Land Rover. <laughs> yeah. That's all that happens, basically. But um, no, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful show. Thank it's a wonderful you, show, and I'm very excited for this series. Thanks so much for joining us today, you guys. Lovely no, to have you, you here. Nice. Thank you. You've been brilliant. Well done. Well done. Can Good luck with the rest of the press stuff. Yeah. Oh, fine. <laughs> the best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky Virgin Radio. Not only is our next guest a national treasure, but we'd go as far as saying she's our favourite. Britain, yes. She's been on our screens and writing our books for decades. And her fascinating episode of No Place Like Home airs on Channel 5 tomorrow at 9pm. 9pm? 9pm. When it comes to local history, we've all got lots to learn. So we yearn to turn to Fern Britain. Woohoo! <laughs> Fern. Oh, good morning, you two. How are you both? All right? We're very well. Very well. Very thank, well. You. thank you, Fern. Enjoying this first proper day back of the new year. Have you been having a nice 2023? Uh, yeah, so far, not too bad, actually. Mm-hmm. A couple mm-hmm. of nice walks on the beach, chatting to strangers with our dogs sniffing each other's bums. And, oh, you know, I mean, not with mm. the strangers, but the doggies, you know, all I those am, nice yes, things. <laughs> And it's really it's been really rather lovely. Today, That's... however, winds mm. of 45 miles an hour, yes, rain. Yes, not, a great, day. not and... a great day for walking. No, no, no. Oh, lovely. We've been talking about small comforts, actually, Fern. And do, yes. you, have an, is, do you have any sort of small comforts you like to do at this time of year? Anything? Yes. I was listening and I thought, you know, here's a few. Oh, good. A head, a head tickle when you're not expecting it. Right. Oh, I see. Oh, that sounds nice. Yes. Do you know what I mean? When, yes. What, just somebody and... just sort of tickling your head? Yes, like, well, a child, well, my grown-up children, they might just walk past and give me an affectionate tickle on the head. That's oh, nice. Oh, that sounds nice. That sounds mm-hmm. lovely, yes. I understand, then, yes. I think this is the big one. Driving home from the fish and chip shop <gasps> with a warm bag of fish and chips on your lap. Oh, that is a great one, Fern. The, the, yeah. the, our producers here are clapping, are clapping in the yeah. control room. I love, I'm obsessed <laughs> with fish and chips, actually. And oh. um, I like to... What we've always done in our family is put the vision chips on the in the in the footwell of the passenger seat actually, and put the yes. heating on, put the heating yes. on uh, yes. in the car, and blast them so they keep warm for when you get back. Oh, Very good, nice. and the scent, the aroma fills the car. And I love that. But then sometimes, if you've ever cleaned a bathroom with um, with like uh, vinegar and lemon juice, and <laughs> yes. it's very good for getting rid of lime scales, sort of natural kind of way of doing it. But then afterwards, your bathroom smells like a chip shop, which mm. I don't mind. But some people take umbrage at. No, um, I wouldn't mind that. No, I wouldn't I, mind that. I wouldn't mind that at all. I love. And, and I lo- do you do? Are you salt, vinegar, and ketchup? No, or what do you? How I'm do you a, do it? I'm a bit of a purist myself. I just like lots of salt and vinegar and mm. um, and what I really enjoy and I did this the other day in Dorset actually because Rachel's been to Dorset recently walking round a town there with some o- an open bag of chips and they were sli- oh. slightly too hot but on a cold day oh, oh it was wonderful wonderful treat wonderful yeah that was really lovely actually yeah. one of my favourite meals of Christmas I think actually yes, just a bag yes. of chips yeah. yes impromptu food is always the best I think oh yeah so you were talking about the crisp at the back of the bar you know and all those yeah, things the things yeah. you're not expecting exactly it's just great someone oh, yeah. just suddenly produces a bacon sandwich oh oh isn't that wonderful yes. oh yes oh yeah on a cold morning oh a bacon yes. sandwich you can't argue with and also chips off other people's plates 
I always oh, think it's something yeah. nice. And I sort of often wonder about setting up a restaurant where um, you have to, like, everybody eats the plate next to them on the table next to them. So you order mm-hmm. a, a plate of chips, but it's the people next to you who eat yours and the people <laughs> on the other side you eat. Oh, I don't, I don't remember that. I think no. I, might, I might set that up as a, as a thing. I, I mean, it's a new idea. There's no reason why you would have heard of it, Fern. Oh, I it's think, a, yes. It's a nonsense idea. I don't think anybody would back me. I'm um, all for nonsense, though. I'm all for nonsense. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Now, less less nonsense, I want to talk about this wonderful show you're part of, No Place Like Home, which is on, on Channel 5. Now, yeah. uh, now uh, I've watched it. I absolutely loved it. It's basically, is this right, a fair description, it's a show where you go to your childhood home or homes and, and you learn about the history of the places where you grew up. Yes, that you know nothing about, mm. which is interesting. Because you think you know where you grew up and when you were little and where you went to school and where you rode your bike about the lanes and things. Yeah. You think you know it pretty well. But there's all this stuff that people have kept secret from you. I mean, oh, yeah. And then we went and discovered it. And oh. so I grew up in Buckinghamshire in a small village called Charlton St Giles. And yes. um, my first house was in was about five miles away in a place called Gerald's Cross, which mm. was rather smart and oh, yeah. um, had a lot of actors and directors there because it was so close to Denham Studios, Pinewood, Ealing, the yeah. BBC. Oh, you know, it had everything there. So my father, back in 1957, 58, he had signed a three-year contract with British Lion Films. He's an actor. He was an actor. Tony Britton. Yes, the wonderful and Tony Britton. So we, we, um, I was only a baby, but we were moved out to Gerald's Cross to be in this lovely house. Then, oh. unfortunately, my parents' marriage immediately broke up. So, yeah. so yeah. I lived in that house with my mum and my sister. Yes. And um, we, I went back there for this program. Haven't been back for you know. I'm now. 65. Oh, yeah. It was a long time. Mm. And um, I was taken through the history of the house before even we moved in. And oh. there's this great story. Uh, I won't tell you all of it, but there was a maid who lived upstairs. Yes. And um, was called, well, arrested by the police, yeah. shall we say. Lucy. So something funny was yeah. going on there. She went on to Apparently, she married several times and had lots of children, or maybe she mm. never married, or maybe it was a, um, a, a bit, what's that word, bigamist marriage? Or, oh, anyway, yeah, she had lots she of children bit... and mm. lived to a ripe old age, but she was a bit of a saucy one. <laughs> and um, then there was a woman who lived there who had decorated the house and treated it exactly in terms of how the modern house should be. And I think this is probably around the 1920s or something. Uh-huh. And um, so she, well, I had someone who was like, Imagine, I don't know who the editor of Homes Beautiful or Chic Interiors or whatever those <laughs> magazines are called. Yes. Was, it was a woman like that who lived in our house and made it the house that it should be, ah, that we should live in. Because it was a, a beautiful, never... beautiful building as well. It's that one of those sort of early 20th century, isn't it? Art, sort of arts and crafts kind of style exactly. houses. Exactly, yeah. Mm. It, it was... Yeah, built, yeah, I don't know, built just probably just before the war. I don't know, the First World War, yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely lovely as well, because I think what's great about the show is that you see the, in, in tandem, you see your own history playing out and, and yeah. also the history of the building, which has played a part in informing you and I, I, I love that I thought that was very because yeah. of course history is all around us isn't it and I think absolutely I, I, 
Absolutely. I, I know you're you're a fan of, of studying the past, and I, I am too. I like mm. I don't know I like knowing where we've come from, and it does form who we are, and it does it's it's part of us, isn't it? Often without realizing. Yes, and comforting as well as discomforting. But it's been so great to chat to you. Thank you so much for joining us here. And um, the new this new show, uh, No Place Like Home, begins tomorrow night, which is the fourth of January at nine nine p.m. on Channel Five, and um, and your Cornwall show is at eight. Is that right? That's right. Oh, yes, double whammy. Double I'm amazed. Whammy I, I think someone at Channel Five must have made a mistake there and thought. I don't think they realised they got two hours of me. That's a bit. Don't <laughs> be daft. Don't be daft. Oh, We're gosh. all going to love it. It'll be lovely and perfect. Perfect oh. to cheer us all up this Tom, time of year. It's so lovely to talk to you. And um, yes, it's been really lovely. Thank you. Thanks so much, Fern. We'll <laughs> see you soon. Happy New Year. Thank you. Bless you. Happy Cheers. New Year. Bye. 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 The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky. Virgin Radio. He's been on our screens for over a decade, and little by little, he's won our hearts too. Now he's back, starring as D.I. Neville Parker in the 12th series of Death in Paradise, which begins tomorrow night on BBC One and iPlayer. Here to tell us more, we get by with a little help from Ralph Little. Hey! Hey! Ralph! Enjoyable few uh, little puns in that intro. Well, I was very, very impressed. It's Well, it's not my work, actually. <laughs> oh. It's the team. It's the team. Distance they do. yourself. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, yeah you, this, is, this is very much an example of not owning it. Not, it. <laughs> just, yeah, very, yes, it is good, isn't it? I don't, I've never read it before. Um, no, but it's very. the team work very hard on it. It's been weeks, actually, doing it, Ralph, so yeah, they appreciate can, that. Tell, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about Death in Paradise, the ultimate, the ultimate escapist mm-hmm. Feel good, great telly, yeah. which starts tomorrow on uh, BBC. Yes. Um, uh, are you are you excited about the new series going out? I am actually. I think people are going to love it. I think. Um, I I, th- I mean, I say this every year to be honest, but I think this is. Uh, I think this is our best series. It's certainly the best, the one that's in best. It's our best series yet that's involved me. I think I can't speak for others, but I think this is our strongest series yet. Um, there's all the usual, um, you know, the p- puzzles and murder mysteries, and you know, yeah. how, how did this happen in a locked room and all that kind of thing. Yeah. There's all of that. That's the hook of the show that brings people to, mm. to watch. But, um, you know, it's character. It's people who really care about the characters, which is why people stay. That's what... Yeah. <laughs> this feels like a sort of slogan. Come for the murder, stay mm. for the character. Um, <laughs> That's a good slogan. That's exactly <laughs> I'm going to use that. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, uh, this year in particular, all of the main players, all the main characters have some real kind of personal challenges that they have to go through. And my character, Neville, has his biggest challenge yet and it's it's it things get quite tough for him oh, really? i can't do any more spoilers but I can't, i've but, only seen the first episode yeah. i imagine it's about the love interest but is that not it's more than there's that. just loads going on oh it's just, really there, there's loads going on for all of the characters and it's oh. all intertwined and everything so it's you know it's it's a tough it's a tough time for a few people and you know challenges to overcome but uh yeah oh, it's a bit yeah. of a roller coaster at times and this is all happening against the backdrop of them going hmm but he never even took uh, <laughs> a, 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 a fork from the draw, how could he have been stabbed by one? You but know, I, think, I mean, I describe it as feel good, which I know is sort of slightly strange considering somebody always gets murdered. Well, it's one of the funniest a... things about the show, and and we kind of just lean into it because yeah. we love it. The sort of weird juxtaposition of. Um, you know this lightheartedness and this really serious stuff that we're doing. Not n- nothing which is typified uh, most strongly by the very fact that it's like every episode is like. <gasps> Body murdered, <laughs> white face, you know, bullet wound, whatever, and it's like sinister music, sinister music, close up of dead body, and then <laughs> opening credits comes the jauntiest opening credit theme you've ever known. Yeah, that's why you watch it, though, yeah. isn't it? It's a I lovely thing to watch. There's always a resolution at the yeah. end. Oh yeah, that's what I enjoy. Yeah, it's and all it, wrapped up. And well, so, it's, yeah, yeah, I mean, somebody once somebody said to me about 
I think it was Don Warrington, who's it's a legend of, of the oh, show. Yes. He's just a wonderful man. And I think he made the point that um, he, he feels that people love the show because um, life is complicated. Um, but at the end of this show, uh, everyone, you know, the bad guy gets gets caught. Um, it, it's neat. It's neat and tied in a way that kind of life yeah. isn't. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the good guys go and have a drink of rum on a beautiful beach at the end of it. And it just, yeah. it's the ultimate kind of like, ah, everything's right with the world. And, and it, now back to life. I mean, it is about a community, isn't it? About people yeah. getting along together and about, about working together. And I think, like you say, we all get to know and love all the characters. Yeah. And I, I mean, is it, um, is it something that you always imagined yourself doing? Something like this? Uh, I, well, I, I was actually in series two, um, as a, yeah, as a guest, I, I was Were you murdered. Well, no, well, no, I wasn't, I was neither murdered nor the murderer. I was basically a red herring, oh. which I think is lucky. Cause I think if I'd have been a murderer or murdered, I don't think they would have considered having me back. Yes. Um, so that was a stroke of luck. But, um, so even when I was there, I, I was watching Ben, Ben Miller do it. who was brilliant. And I was thinking, oh, wouldn't it be just... Can you imagine how amazing it would be to be to yeah. be Ben doing this job? Oh, maybe one day. I, I, probably, I didn't even think maybe one day. I did not think I'd ever get that lucky. So, like, when, when it was kind of, you know, when it was offered to me, I was like... Oh, yeah. I, 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 I honestly couldn't really even believe it. Because it's, it's filmed on Guadeloupe? Yes, Guadeloupe, which is a oh. French, French Caribbean island. Oh, beautiful. And yes. how long do you spend out there? Six months of the year. Oh, my... So that's know. the dream job, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it does get very tough, though, Tom. Sort of around, yeah. around about month four... <laughs> Just like I, I just don't want to swim in the Caribbean Sea again. Oh, that's hard. It's, if anything, it, it's too warm. <laughs> too warm. <laughs> yeah, you know, who wants to get in the sea and it just be like a, just a lovely bath? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, beautiful scenery, yeah, yeah. lovely people, great food, yeah. great rum. It must be terrible. Yeah, it is. We struggle through. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it must be hard coming back. If anything, Do you... well, it can. I mean, yeah, it is. There's a funny thing that like, at the end of this year, I was like. Uh, because you know, a change is always nice. I was there for the full six months and I was coming back to London and, you know, um, I was like, oh, it's going to be nice for a change. It's going to be nice. You know, change is always nice. Mm. And I got back and I was like, yeah, it's great to be back. And then about after about three days, I was like, right, that's enough being back. Uh, I don't want to be <laughs> yeah. in the Caribbean again. It turns out it's raining here quite yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, as... I did say this last year uh, when I came back. Um, I think I was on, a, it might even have been this radio show and um, somebody said, uh, you know, how do you like being back? And the weather was particularly miserable. Mm. And I said, oh, it sucks. Being back, it absolutely sucks. The weather's dreadful. I mean, you know, <laughs> anyway, the next the next two days, headlines were, Ralph Little brands UK dreadful. It was like, oh, that's not quite yeah, what I yeah, said, yeah. is yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, they like to take things out of context, don't they like that? Yeah. Turns, it turns out, turns out. Uh, Death in Paradise Series 12 begins tomorrow night, 9pm on BBC One. Mm -hmm. And the series runs for a good few weeks. Having, yeah. I mean, it kicked off on Boxing Day with the Christmas special, really, right. didn't it? But yeah. the series proper yes. starts tomorrow. A lovely thing to watch on a January Friday night, especially if it's a bit cold and rainy outside. Mm -hmm. Oh, why don't you escape to a Caribbean island with Ralph? Mm -hmm. That's what I reckon. Ralph, yeah. thank you so much for joining us. It's been lovely to chat to you. We hope we see you very, very soon. Thank you very much. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky. Virgin Radio. We've heard from a bunch of incredible guests already, but still to come. Awesome Aussie Melissa George updates us on season two of her Apple TV Plus show, The Mosquito Coast. Scottish star Mark Bonner shares all about his latest show, The Rig, on Amazon Prime Video. And the oh-so-lovely Helen George tells us about series 12 of Call the Midwife, which started on New Year's Day. So let's get right back into it.
This next guest has delivered hundreds of on-screen babies and even more iconic looks. She's been a staple of our Sunday nights for 11 years and is back with the 12th series of Call the Midwife, which continues on Sunday night at 8pm on BBC One. Please welcome the most popular person in Poplar. It's Helen George. Thank you. Helen George, thank you so much for coming in to see us. Helen, you of course play Nurse Trixie. Uh, you return to play uh, Trixie Franklin in the twelfth series of Call the Midwife, which continues with episode two of the new series on this Sunday at eight pm mm-hmm. on BBC One and BBC iPlayer. Uh, Helen, what's it like being part of such an iconic series? <laughs> Well, I don't think of it like that for a start because otherwise I'd just scare myself every day. Mm. It's amazing, though, because we started it and it was just six episodes one summer and we yeah. didn't even know we were going to do another series. And then to be here 12 years later, it's ridiculous. Ah, oh, but it's so wonderful. It's so mm, uplifting. It's positive. I mean, what do, you, what do you think has kept it going? What do you think is the thing that I think the going? writing is amazing mm. and I think it's fresh. I think also these subjects that we tackle, even though it's a Sunday night drama, it's, you know, it's quite hard hitting. Mm. And some of the subjects are still relevant today. You know, a lot of the women's issues that we deal with yeah. still are. So I think it's 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 interesting. And also the fact that, you know, there's nuns and yeah, that's always, lovely. Always good, and isn't it? It's yeah. always good. Noth- I mean, you've never seen a show you don't like that's got nuns in exactly, it. Exactly. I mean, exactly. if you think nuns on the run, that was good, wasn't <laughs> it? Music, Sound of Music, Sister Act. These yeah, are all yeah. great things. Great nuns. Great, great nuns, nuns we've yeah, loved. Yeah. Sister Wendy, of course. Oh, a favourite of mine. Glorious. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I... I, I love it as well for the history side of it. Yeah. I like learning about that kind of immediately after the Second World War, how the world was changing so rapidly. Mm-hmm. And also you see a lot of issues about social change and about class and about healthcare and about all manner of things. But um, it's applied. You see it applied to a, mm-hmm. you know, a seemingly very realistic situation where people are trying to go about their lives in this community in East London. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you live in East London at the moment. I do. Um, I how, do. Is it, how does it compare to Poplar back in the day? <laughs> Um, Have you ever had typhoid, is what I'm asking. I know that was an episode a little while ago. <laughs> no. Um, uh, yeah, no, it's it's very different. And actually, we don't ever really film in East London that much anymore. Oh, really? because Because the landscape's just changed so oh, much. Yeah. So we're studio-based, and then we work in um, in Chatham Dockyards quite a lot because oh, yes. there's that, you know, it's it's much freer in space, and, and you can yeah. make it look you can make like it a bit docks. more. Yeah. Like, whereas now, you know, perfect. there's all these lovely, beautiful buildings everywhere and glass everywhere. And Oh, yes. There wasn't like a Soho house in the middle of no Call the Midwives. There was, was there. no shard. There, there was, was no, no shard. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> Sushi <Yeah>. Samba. <laughs> the Elizabeth line, for example. Oh, yeah, right. the DLR. Yeah. Those things hadn't come along, <laughs> had they? I mean, it's been an exciting time for Nurse Trixie, though, hasn't it? You've had, I mean, the Christmas special, I was, you know, crying. Oh, did you watch it? Yeah, yes, <laughs> of course I did. did we you? didn't watch it as it went out, actually. My boyfriend is, uh, also, is is actually the person who's got me into this. My boyfriend Alfie and um, my friend Susie Ruffle, we, they're the two people who've really been the gateway to, for me to call the midwife. <laughs> so we saved it and we watched it when we had some time to appreciate it. And of course one goes in like all lighthearted about it and then by the end everybody's crying. And yeah. um, it was beautiful and a big change for Nurse Trixie is... Well, can we, we can say, we can say, we can say, she's got engaged. She got engaged, finally. Finally, she's come back from Ponte Frinto. Where was it? Where did she go? Not in Wales. Where was she? Oh, Portofino. Portofino. (laughs) She went to Portofino, came back in the Jag. She's posh, isn't she? Well, she's, she's marrying well, let's say that. She's got a Jag. She's, yeah, he's got a Jag. jag. I mean, I do feel a bit like, oh, come on, mate. Do you have to put up in the big Jag outside the convent? They're all (laughs) skipping around and barely got by. 
bikes to go on and you come up in your big big motor. In your big motor. But actually that car is an absolute nightmare. It's almost falling apart and it's oh. so hard to get out of, especially in a mini skirt. <laughs> oh, yeah, because the fashions are stunning, aren't they? They're amazing. And yeah. Trixie, I think, has the best wardrobe in it. Like all those great, great outfits and great, she does really well. kind of power dressing. The sequin um, power suit for the engagement <gasps> scene was a particular favourite. Oh, yeah, that was lovely on the bridge. On the lovely bridge. Scene and I on the did bridge, leave though. half of the sequins on Battersea Bridge. Oh, did you? Oh, it's fine. It's fine. I'm sure Trixie, she's going to buy another one, wouldn't she? <laughs> Spendthrift. Yeah, it was great. It was very exciting. But I was intrigued because how did Matthew Aylward, your betrothed, he, in the Christmas special, there's a man who loses a doll's house and he just turns up with another one. Well, how did he get it? Did he have He's, a doll's house knocking uh, around? We did ask that question. Oh, that. good. <laughs> He's got, you know, very important friends at Harrods who ah, would just open the store cupboard and, and there would be that a brilliant... Explains it. That, that explains it. Thank that explains you. it absolutely fine. I also really like the Vanessa Redgrave um, voiceover at the end. Is she there when, when you actually are acting that last scene, whispering in the corner? I wish she was, but I always Miracles. sort of have undertones. Of her. Do you in the back of it? Do you have her in the back of, of your head? You have like an earpiece playing Vanessa Redgrave. I should do you, that. You should do that. Like, don't actually, some actors do that. You yeah. could just have her saying wise things. You yeah. know, you must throw your just ring. Just in life. Yeah, in life. That would be, people should sell that as, a, as an app. As, exactly, like a podcast. You oh. could have our own like soothing podcast. Vanessa Redgrave, just say wise things. Just say things like miracles, love, <laughs> in various orders. You must love and cherish and know what. I love your impression. <laughs> yeah, she was saying like she'd smash me in the face. Yeah. It's a bit gollum there. Sorry, Vanessa. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But um, she's so wise. She's always so wise, isn't she? She Look, did do an episode. Did she? Early on, yeah. She's in a very short... Um, well, she's in a scene in one of the early episodes, which was amazing. We all, like, bowed to her. Oh, what was she, was she trying to narrate it? No, she was playing Jenny herself, but years on. Oh, of course. It's beautiful. The narrator, mm. it's based on the book by Jenny... Um, Jenny, Worth. Jenny Worth, yes, yeah, Jenny Worth. Yeah, and I've um, got it on my notes. You said it before I could look. But um, Jenny Worth. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny Worth, and she does. Who's who's written this book about her life as a nurse during the fifties, mm. and and of course it's all come out of there. Oh, it's a yeah. wonderful story. Anyway, <laughs> find out more on episode two of Call the Midwife, which airs on BBC One at eight pm this Sunday. And of course, you can get it all on the BBC iPlayer. Get it all, catch up on all of it. It's a perfect bit of January feel good viewing, isn't it? So thank you so much for thank joining you. us, everybody. Helen George, thank Helen George, so what a treat. <laughs> Oh, what this has made my week. This is the only reason I actually came in to cover the show this week. <laughs> just to talk to you again. Helen, thank you so much for coming in. Thank and good luck with me. the rehearsals for The King and I. Thank Starts you in so February, much. doesn't it? Yes. And it's going on a, on a UK tour. So Absolutely. if you can get some tickets for that, you'll have a great time. Oh, thanks. Well done. Thanks, everyone. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky. Virgin Radio. Our next guest is an actor so slick. He'll have you in the palm of his hand with every performance. He's here to spill the beans on his next big gig, The Rig, which comes to Amazon Prime Video from tomorrow. He's never crude. In fact, we'd say he's our favourite Scottish star. Please welcome the well-oiled... Scottish what? Scottish star. Scottish star. I don't, I, know, I don't know why that was difficult for me to say. I did feel a bit bad for Martin Compston, though, as I said it. Um, <laughs> that's why it's stuck, <laughs> stuck, stuck in my throat. Um, please, but... <laughs> You know, we're not, um, you know, but please welcome the well-oiled machine. That is Mark Bonner. Thank you very much. Oh, Mark, that I was can such hear a applause. introduction. Yes, we have an audience in the oh. other room. They just come through for clapping. Mark, how are you this morning? I'm, I'm slightly wilting after that introduction. Thank you, Tom. Oh, you're so bashful. Not like an actor to be like that. <laughs> not like an actor at all. Um, we're going to talk about your fabulous new series on Amazon Prime called The yes. Rig. Yes. Um, uh, we are big fans of it here. Oh, good. Um, and uh, we were talking about it earlier. Well, I, I suppose I should let you describe it. What, how would you describe it? What do you, 
Um, I would say it's um, a supernatural thriller set on board an oil rig, hence the title, Mm. Um, but uh, with um, kind of personal stories uh, of real people uh, at its core, I guess. Well, I know you play... Well, it sounds wonderful. That sounds a, a wonderful description of it, if you're not aware of what it is. Very atmospheric, though, isn't it, Rachel? <sighs> Very... Look, the fog coming in mm. on a deserted oil rig. Oh, I loved... Oh, I yeah. loved the fact that it's set on an oil rig because it's a lifestyle that is unfamiliar to most of us. So to just yeah. to get that mm. flavour of how those people exist together in normal times and then when about, you mm. know, sort of a third into the first episode, things start to happen. Yeah. There's a proper... This doesn't give anything away. There is a... Seagull jump scare, shall we call there it? Is. I was sat on the platform at Harrow in the Hill and screamed out loud, much to the consternation of my other passengers. Yes, <laughs> I was watching it on my phone. Are you... <laughs> and you just went to Harrow on the Hill to watch it, didn't yes. you? You just always watch it's everything on the platform. It's nice to yeah, yeah, great Wi-Fi, great view. Um, and so it's very atmospheric, dark thriller. Mm. You, of course, play. Um, you, you play Alwyn. Yes. Is that it's described as what used to be called a working class intellectual, which I, that's what it says here. Um, is, that, is that that's how you true. would describe it? A working class intellectual? I mean, absolutely. I've... He's he's the one that's reading the book in the corner mm. all the time. He's got glasses. Yeah, um, that's a big part of it, uh, isn't it? You know, it's mm. inevitable intellectual. And the sort um, of patriarch, not patriarch, but like father figure to a lot of the a lot of the younger members of the. Yeah, he's the kind mm. of go to. Um, uh, a person, if you have a, a kind of gripe or a problem, mm. who will sort it out quietly for you, you know, oh, um, yes. or just be a, a shoulder to cry on or a, mm. an ear to listen, you know. Mm. Um, and he's he's like a wise old owl in the corner. Oh, yeah, which we all, every team needs, doesn't it? I think so, yeah. I think I'm that person, actually, on the team. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not really, not very wise. <laughs> Let me tell everybody as well. <laughs> tell me your problems in secret. Oh, guess what? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but I like I like it, the wise figure. And, of course, this sort of mutiny starts to emerge on board the rig when they're all deserted and the helicopter that was coming in is, is diverted and mm. um, and they're cut off, cut off out in the North Sea. Mm. Very bleak, very bleak. What's going to happen? And it becomes a thriller, but it becomes about power and control. There's a lot of, yes, there's a lot of competing personalities. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, uh, yeah, vying for position because their lives are in danger, I guess. Yes, there's you that know? ultimate so jeopardy, they're, yes. Yeah, they're, they're kind of trying to sort out what's going on because nobody knows what's going on. It's, mm. it's terrifying, really, Rude. you know. Um, but these are people who are used to um, uh, danger. So yeah, um, any fear that they've got comes out and it manifests itself in different ways, you know. Yes, as it does for all of us, doesn't it? <gasps> Mine is um, playing music on the radio. But the... Um, but the <laughs> Because <laughs> I don't know much about oil rigs either, other than um, the very heartbreaking uh, Breaking the Waves. Did, did you ever see that film, Breaking the Waves? Oh, oh very yeah. Very upsetting film about, That's about a the great oil film, rigs. Breaking yeah, the waves. About, about that Aberdeen sort of, um, those those helicopters that go across. And it's all, that's got more of a sad bent to it. This feels a bit more dramatic, a bit more... Um, yeah. A bit more... I didn't know anything about oil rigs either um, before I started, really. I mean... O- Who does? Sort of, Who yeah, does, really? Well, unless you're kind of, unless it's in the family, I suppose, or you've mm. got pals that are on the rig. Oh, I'd love to have an oil rig in the family. Gosh, I wouldn't, wouldn't be working here. That's for a start. I'd be. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's um, it's a, a bit an unknown world to all of us, which I, I suppose is kind of part of the attraction of it. You know, yeah. um, uh, 
to see how it works. Mm. Uh, you know, the intrigue of it. Yeah, I like that with anything actually. Learning about a new way yeah, of life. That's the that's a great thing about my job is that I get to learn about a new aspect of history or or life every kind of you know six months or so it's wonderful that's what i, I always think good actors are great at that so did you spend much time out on an oil rig for the filming or was it mainly uh, in the studio none none no, the, none the, i think there was originally a plan um to have us either visit or film parts on a rig but um Too because cold. of well i think covid scuppered it a little bit um mm. and i think health and safety uh, logistically it became too difficult mm. um but what um i mean we did we filmed outside on the on the sort of fourth of fourth and we filmed um in the docks the the, the dry dock in leith um oh. leith docks we filmed a, a big kind of sequence there on the spider deck because it was all done in scotland wasn't it it was all in edinburgh yeah yeah it was all filmed in leith in, it was all Leith. filmed in Leith, yeah, yeah, yeah in, uh, a, a, a sort of brand new um, uh, studio. Um, up yeah, there. it's um, an exciting time for. It's great, Ed yeah. It's, it's been it's already been fully booked since we left. You know, oh, so fantastic. It's, uh, it's uh, fantastic that all that work is is happening. And much nicer to be filming, I'd imagine, in Leith rather than on an oil rig, because you've got all those lovely coffee shops, haven't you? <laughs> well, you and have now. Cafes, you never yeah. used to when I when I went to school there, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, there, yeah. there are a few more coffee shops. And there's a tram now. You've got the tram to take you up there from take you up down and up. Not to... yet. Oh, is it still not working? It, it is working. <laughs> okay, but it's not quite in Leith yet. Ah, uh, people. You know, I've spent a lot of time in Edinburgh <laughs> and for the festival and whatnot, and I love it there. But it's always been the ongoing saga of when will the tram, oh. when will the tram ever emerge? Maybe one day it'll go out to the oil rigs. It'll be a tram <laughs> and a half, won't it? It's when wonderful it... to see it actually in Princess Street. It's really, it's oh a, yes, it's good. a lovely thing to see. Oh yeah, and it goes to the top of Leith Walk, doesn't it? Doesn't it? It stops at the top of Leith Walk That's at it. the moment. That's it. And then you're going um, downhill, so you don't need a tram. Just get yourself some wheels and just hope for the best. Get some roller skates. You'll be there in five minutes. Do you do you have a? Because you grew up. In I wouldn't Edinburgh, roller skate down Leith Walk. Would you not? The cobbles. Well, you'd be thrown off. All be, there's yeah. no cobbles, but I just wouldn't roller skate down Leith Walk. You, know, you might be called out of you. But... I'll say you'll get Eugene, the cold. You are bound. <laughs> roller skating down the walk. I used to. I used to stay over that way when I was up there for the festival. I got to know it, and I got used to being shouted at. I didn't mind. Um, well, this has been a great chat. And re- <laughs> remember, everybody, uh, the rig is available from tomorrow on Amazon Prime Video. Mark Bonner, thank you so much for joining us. I've loved this. My pleasure. And good luck. Thanks for having me. Well, anytime you drop by, especially if you wear that nice coat. Maybe we'll get closer next time. Yeah, he's over the other side of the studio (laughs) because we're still doing COVID sort of rules in here. But next time, next time, you can sit as close as you like. All right, I'll sit next to you next time. But but you can take that coat off next time, otherwise you won't feel the benefit. I like like my coat. Keeps me cosy. Yeah, okay, okay, if you're sure. (laughs) sure. We're not an oil rig here. It's after being pre-hypothermic. Oh, yeah, he's been pre-hypothermic, everybody. PTSD. Give him a BAFTA. <laughs> the best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky. Virgin Radio. Most of us would be happy with just being a Golden Globe nominated actor, but not our next guest. She's also a former model, an entrepreneur, and even an Australian artistic roller skating champion. <laughs> Here to tell us all about <laughs> Series 2 of The Mosquito Coast, available now on Apple TV+. Let's have a round of applause for the utterly gorge, Melissa George. <laughs> 
Melissa. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Oh my God, with my deep voice, I just woke up. Oh, we've been awake for about eight <laughs> hours at this oh point. Four days straight. Yeah, but if you if you tune into the show at half past six, I sound like this. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> uh, now, Melissa, you are starring as Margot in series two of The Mosquito Coast. Mm-hmm. And um, the last episode of the series actually lands on Apple TV Plus today. So people yes. can now watch the whole series and it's brilliant. Yeah, we have season one already out, obviously, last obviously. year. And then season two ends today. Uh, And everyone can watch, I guess, 17 episodes if you're up for it. And it's a real thriller, isn't it? It's It's based on the book, Mosquito Coast. And then there was a film in the 80s with Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren. Of course, yes. And uh, and then today, 2023, we have uh, myself and Justin Thoreau playing the, the husband and wife criminals on the run. Yes, environmental environmental criminals on yes. the run. So they're good. They've like done good. They've got a passion. They know what they're doing. They yeah, but doing. she's you know she she needs to work on her skills a little more. Well, <laughs> she's, she's not that good environmentalist. I think she's just a bit crazy. What what skills would you like the character to work on, Melissa? We'll see, I would like that. What do you think? Maybe just like what, origami or something. Just like origami that. knitting. Calm knitting. down. Oh, in, the, in the jungle there in Mexico. A bit of make some clothes for her children, maybe. <laughs> oh yes, they've got like like NSYNC T-shirts on, haven't they? And yeah, I. I love that. I love that. Because, you know, Justin would show up in Britney Spears T-shirts, you know. Oh, of course. Because he's got an amazing fashion sense. And so (laughs) I was so confused. I'm like, "Uh, that's my husband in... He looks like he's just come out of a Britney Spears concert. Maybe he had. Maybe, maybe he had. He had. In, a way, in a way. If if you if people are not aware of it, the Mosquito Coast follows the dangerous journey of Ali Fox, a brilliant inventor and stubborn idealist who uproots his family on a dangerous quest to find refuge from the U.S. government, cartels, and hitmen. That's a, that is a bit triple of a threat. Triple threat, literally, not just yeah, not a triple threat in the sense of like they're on in the West End, <laughs> but actually a real triple threat. In series two, after barely escaping Mexico with their lives, the Foxes that's their family name they're not dressed up <laughs> and the foxes venture deep into the Guatemalan jungle to meet up with an old friend in a community of refugees ending up in a conflict between a drug lord and his family sounds, well it sounds like any like a comedy sounds like my my average Thursday afternoon to be honest <laughs> Melissa it's always happening to me no it's very dramatic what's it like playing such a dramatic storyline now is it- I mean we, we started way over in uh, outside of California for season one and then of the course. family moves escapes go to the through the desert in Mexico yes. we get to Mexico City we go to yes. Puebla we go to the beach then we now get into this place called Casaroja by boat oh there's a storm and then the whole time I like the fact that they're trying to be very responsible parents but when you see what they've done to their children oh, and yeah. where they're heading yeah. it's just <laughs> hilarious but she doesn't think anything of it that's true, actually. There is a sense of like, well, we're on a mission. Oh, no, no, this is, this is, right this is normal, sweetie. <laughs> if you're not in school, then you should join us on an adventure. And they don't have any contact with any electrical devices, which I think a lot of parents would admire. Oh, uh, it's ma- great. This is the only way to keep your children <laughs> off an iPad. It's basically you have to take Just to be, be a criminal. A yeah, basically. <laughs> Go on be, on the be, on the, be on the run from the cartels into the Guatemalan No signals. No yeah, Wi-Fi no signal. out there. Because as soon as they make contact, as soon as that family makes any contact with their phone. Well, I did. My yeah. character calls her mum. She's been in hiding for 10 well, years, but she did it, I think, a bit on purpose. Well, I think she did. She wants to get caught. She wants to just end this journey. You well, know? you would be exhausted, wouldn't you? But I love when the kids look at their mum and they, she asks in the car in the season one, like, could you pass me that bag, please? And the daughter's looking at her, like, shivering in the back seat. And she goes, no, no, that one. And mm-hmm. then she just casually gets out like a loving mother and robs a bank, puts the money in. Oh, and I then know. comes she's back amazing. and drives off. She's an amazing but character. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. Like, there's so many facets. And I like the fact that when I signed on to season one, they promised me by season two there would be so much that the fault of the family is because of her. Oh. And you don't see that 
Yeah. She's just like this lovely li- mother, librarian. Uh, but then yes. you start to see her shoot out the tyres and do all sorts of things. And the kid's are like, who's our mother? <laughs> it's that sort of intensity. With, I think with people in real life as well, when they're quite sort of deadpan, I'm always so intrigued. Like, are you? Are, yeah. you, just, are, you, are, are you just quite a quiet person or are you actually? Yeah, that's sort of person scary. Who's take deadpan on board is the scary. Government and, yeah, yeah, and escapes to Guatemala. Yeah, I mean, it must have been a lot of filming in quite um, inhospitable conditions. Um, well, yes, it was. It was Apple, so... Oh, yeah, so it's fine. <laughs> it was pretty lovely. Oh, 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 the most fun I had is when I left set and went to my hotel. I was like, this is not so bad. Oh, so it's not quite as rough as it looks on that boat. Oh, my God, yeah. I laughed so much because we were on a green screen and all of a sudden there was like a cannon of water that just shot in my face. I'm like, was that necessary? They're um, like, we, we're, yes, we're on a, a ship. You know, you've got to be out. It's on a ship. I, I had no like, idea. No, that's not nice. <laughs> Which I think is probably what the character would say as oh, well. Oh, like, she's just like, she got, I got shot from one end of the boat to the other oh yes oh. it was just like the, the guy was just aiming wrong oh. it was meant to wait till i cleared the the, the lens you know oh, oh and I then see. fire the water cannon but uh-huh. he just went two seconds too early took you out took mm. me out to the other side of the boat oh was that were you cross with him or did you forgive him <laughs> no no i just i couldn't see for like three days but oh, that's, that's fine <laughs> that's fine I'm like, uh. <laughs> oh so there are some adventures to be had oh my god it was filming. a lot of fun so season two how does it continue then tell us um well look the season finale is today uh so i won't give too much away but um there's yeah i hope for a season three be great oh yeah oh fine so i mean is there it's not all in flashback though is it series two it's not no it's just the first episode and then you go back into the storyline which is them leaving on season one on the boat season one is really strong we had such brilliant directors and you know season two as well of course but uh i like the fact that if people tune in it's nice to start from the beginning and go on the journey with this family and yeah oh yeah see where it takes us but by the end of the season yeah it's uh it's a great ending Oh, well, I'm very excited because it is a real thriller, isn't it? It's a real proper like, sure. what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? And I love that, especially this time of year, you know, when you just want to just want to cozy up. Scare yourself. Scare <laughs> yourself. Imagine if we were on the run from the cartels and the US government. And some it'd be stressful, and I would imagine. Oh, it'd be so stressful. Mm. And then you turn off, you know, the series finishes. And you go, oh, that's not me. It's fine. Let's go and have another cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> um, Melissa George, thank you so much for thank joining you. us. It's been lovely to chat to you. And The Mosquito Coast is available now on Apple TV+. Plus, you can watch both series of it, or you can start with the second one and just um, just read a bit of a synopsis beforehand. But um, thank you so much for joining us, and um, uh, Melissa, we'll see you in the we'll see you in the gift shop after. Yes, lovely. Okay, I'll thanks be there. for coming in. <laughs> You're brilliant. Have a lovely weekend. Bye. Bye. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky Virgin Radio. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Breakfast Show podcast. Remember to subscribe so that you never miss the weekly roundup of all the best bits from the Virgin Radio Breakfast Show with Sky. For now, doodaloo. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.